0: Super excited to be here, Joe. Uh, uh, healthcare transformer and startup health, CEO of Open Doctor. Thank you. I thought we'd start the conversation by learning about Open Doctor, learning about the mission. Tell us what sure. the vision is of, of Open Doctor
1: and who you serve. So the vision of Open Doctor really is to bring consumerism to health care. And we do that in the area of scheduling, forms, reminders, and payments. So all of the things you do today when you book an airline ticket or you reserve a car, we want to do that for healthcare in real time. So who, who would be your, an example of one of your customers? So our customers are health systems such as uh, Mount Sinai or large radiology groups such as University Radiology. They want to offer their online services to patients, both new and existing. And some of the benefits, you know, we, we hear about this
0: transformation of health and how technology is really coming in. Um, what are some of the practical benefits um, on both sides of the equation, the patient
1: side as well as the providers using right. open Right. So for the patient, it's pretty straightforward. A lot of people want to schedule appointments and take care of their healthcare needs after hours. So most practices or, or health systems, their uh, scheduling groups close at 6 o'clock or they might not open until 9 o'clock. Here you can have uh, 24-7 scheduling and we're seeing some of our clients half their online appointments are scheduled after 10pm. So that tells you that customers want that access and convenience uh, 24-7. The old way was you picked up the phone, you had to call between 8 and 5 or 8 and 3 or whatever. Correct, yeah. right. And, and the average wait time for a phone call is 8 minutes, but if you think about that, that could seem like an hour, mm-hmm. and you're always passed around, or most people hang up and start over again. So we've solved this for restaurants. We've solved this for buying plane tickets and reserving cars. Now we're doing it. Now we're doing it for healthcare, and we want to do it through their system. So we're not looking to change their workflow. So we would be an interface into their existing uh, systems, so that everything flows the same. It's just that the customer will have the advantage of being able to schedule when they want to schedule. So you essentially
0: have a white label. SAS model, so it's really easy for, say, a
1: a health system to plug into your system and make it their own? Correct. We're trying to drive people, that's what we mean by white label, to our client's website. So we're not a directory. Uh, Patients would not come to Open Doctor. They would go to our client's site, and that's where they would schedule appointments, receive reminders, fill out all the forms before they attend the appointment.
0: So one of the things we've talked a lot about in, in our connections through Startup Health is the the journey of, of building a, a great startup in this sector. Um, what are some of the lessons learned as an entrepreneur? What are some of the things you've 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 learned that maybe you'd pass on to other entrepreneurs and innovators just getting started.
1: Sure, I think in healthcare you have to be very patient, uh, persistent, but patient. You have to. It could take you up to a year to get a meeting. It could take up to a couple of years until the industry changes over to really make a sale. So I think you have to be very persistent, and you have to be in there making your points for both the health system and the patient on a regular basis. So networking is very important, but networking not to try to make a sale yet to understand what their needs are and why they think those needs are there. So I think really being persistent and networking consistently has helped us get into some of the largest health systems in the country as a small company. Anything you would do to reduce that long cycle even by a month or two? Well, I think you can always do a better job of really explaining the benefits. So we've started to create an ROI model to put in front of the clients. So instead of us just saying you can reduce no-show rates, what is that worth to your practice? Instead of us saying that you can uh, lower the cost of scheduling an appointment if you do it online versus a human, what are those examples? So really trying to put uh, hard numbers in front of these health systems has helped bring that down, as well as the industry starting to change. Consumerism in healthcare is now the new hot topic. So in 2017, I think we're going to see an explosion of health systems going online with patients. So let's dig into that a a little bit, this concept of
0: consumerism consumerism. Flip this around so for the advice to the health systems or or to the providers and why they need a solution like this.
1: Yeah, they need a solution like this because their customers are online. You alluded to it earlier, you can order a pizza online, you can groom your pet online, you can schedule their appointment. Healthcare customers are online, so why wouldn't you be where your customers are? In terms of hard numbers, you're gonna reduce the number of no-shows by up to 50%. No-shows are a big uh, problem in the healthcare industry because people just don't show up for the appointment or they show up unprepared. In addition, you can reduce a lot of those fixed costs, those hard costs, whether it be paper, faxing, scanning, uh, as well as attracting new customers. So it really can change your business and help you drive revenue and retain clients long-term. Are you
0: noticing um, a big difference in,
1: in um,
0: different organizations, different health systems when you go in? Some get it and some don't, or is pretty much... Um, is, is the industry at the same sort of
1: stages? Is yeah, I think it, it, it's all over the board. A year ago, um, I would say half of uh, the health systems didn't understand what it meant to be online. And today, everyone understands that they have to be online. It's just, how are they going to get there? So I think that's the difference. So they're at different stages, and it's what they believe. There's still a few health systems that still believe that their schedule should be closed uh, because of the old way of thinking. But I think more and more, Uh, health systems are are embracing the idea to be online Mm. because they know they have to to compete with other health systems. So that's changed over the last year but you still have a degree of of how much someone really believes that and is willing to implement it. And where do you think things are going? Do you you think its um, adoption will accelerate over the
0: next 18, 24, 36 months? predict that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think over the next two years, you're going to see an explosion of health systems going online because, one, it's very difficult to keep hiring more and more bodies to do these types of tasks, such as scheduling. It's very difficult to find people. It's very difficult to train. So I think you're going to see more and more health systems do this, uh, both on a mobile platform as well as uh, a regular uh, cloud-based platform. And is this the type of solution that right
0: now is focused In in the U.S., but could expand globally. Talk about sort of the the yeah. It's a good question.
1: Uh, We started in the radiology space because radiology is very difficult to schedule. So we started at the top of the difficulty scale and worked our way down. But we're also now seeing outside of the U.S. in Canada, in Australia, in the U.K. also starting to look at this. Uh, Australia has a very similar model to the U.S. when it comes to radiology. So we're seeing some opportunity there as well. I think this is going to be a global, uh, global. Expansion of, of bringing consumers online with healthcare. So
0: take out your magic wand, uh, and even a little <laughs> little farther in, into the future, um, and just for healthcare in general, um, if you could sort of wave a,
1: wave your magic wand, what would what would it be like ten? 10- 10 years from now? I think 10 years from now, everything would be online. Uh, Even some of your diagnosis of what what you have, telemedicine is going to continue to explode. So I think we're going to do a lot of things online, but we're still going to have that human touch. But it won't be this uh, struggle to try to get healthcare systems to believe in consumerism. We'll be well past that, and and most people will be up to date with their health. And I think that's the end goal, is that be in control of your health, understand your health, understand what that means. that's where we're headed, and pretty quickly when you see some of the things that are coming out today.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, What are you most excited about? What's there to be optimistic for entrepreneurs uh, and
1: and those innovating today? Well, I think that health systems do see the value of the startup community. I mean, it's taken a little bit of time and it's been a little slow because they're used to working with these large enterprises such as uh, IBM or Epic and these big systems. But I think they're starting to see the value of what startups can believe. We had a call yesterday where someone said, this is almost too good to be true, what you've just shown me. So I think they're embracing... That's always a good response. That's always a good response. <laughs> and I think they're embracing that startups can fill the gaps that they don't have with these large mega systems that maybe aren't as nimble as a startup. So I think that's what I'm most encouraged about. That's fantastic. A um, couple of speed round questions, sure. just for fun. Um, any.
0: Apps or technologies or tools that you recommend to, to
1: other entrepreneurs, other startups? Well, I use Slack, of course, uh, to communicate. I'm a big, I'm a practical guy when it comes to apps, so I use an app called Expensify, which makes it easy oh, to yeah. file your expenses. And then, I, of course, all of the social media apps that I use as well. Uh, how about any any great? Business books or books in general? I think if you're you. going to read two books and you're in healthcare and you're in startups, they're both by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Uh, the, my favorite is uh, The Tipping Point that small changes can have a big impact both in society and in business. And the other one is my, is David and Goliath. And it looks at how David uh, defeated Goliath, and it might not have been that much of a surprise when you dig into the details. So if you want to really get inspired, I would look at those two books. And we'll put links to both of those in the show <laughs> yes. notes. Um, and where should people go to learn more about you and, and Open Doctor? Yeah, they should go to OpenDoctor, OpenDR.com, and they can learn about our team and what we're offering in the marketplace. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thank it's, you for uh, having great me. Great to have I appreciate you as a health it. transformer. Thank you.